STC Pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. All right, you big hunk of a man. What's going on there? Look at you, cleanly shaven. No. Oh, you're trimmed. Wow. Come on. You got the hair pulled back tighter than normal. Mm, I don't, I just have headphones on. Is that bothering you? Oh, where have you been the last couple of days? How's your extended vacation going? I just needed some uh, some time away from Joe. That's all. Oh, yeah. I noticed you dropped that bomb on me uh, as I was leaving on our Friday. Uh, no, I told you many times. You just but, uh, didn't register. I'll see it. you. Uh, I'll see you next Friday. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. I don't have time to argue with you now. I'm going home. You knew all about it. I will contain my anger till next Friday. You knew all about it, my friend. Mm. So, uh, what did you do for those two days you were on your own? You see, when you're on vacation and I'm left at work by myself, I like start working on the website. I get some articles out there, get some videos produced. I was, uh, <clears throat> I was very busy at work. You were very busy. Hmm. What's that mean? You were watching more of your Japanese wrestling that you're into now. You have to admit that was pretty good. <laughs> what was it called again? Wrestle Kingdom 11. It's the, uh, it's like the Japanese WrestleMania that they have that a buddy, cool. that buddy introduced me onto uh, last week. So I decided to put it on and uh, Bill went crazy because he doesn't like men in tights. No, it was, it was, yeah, it was more ridiculous than normal wrestling. Went on forever. It was more ridiculous than WWE. How was that possible? You had it cranked super loud. uh, Loud enough for you to sleep to, apparently. I know it's soothing to you because I knew that would happen. I'm like, why are you telling Joe about this stuff? I do not need it in my life because that's what happens. It enters my life. Sure enough, at least we turned off Joe Rogan for a little bit. And put this stuff on. So I saw you threw a tweet out there. Little, what, what's the what's the little one doing back at the dentist? She got the braces rechecked or recalibrated? No, this is the littlest one was in the dentist. Getting oh. some cavities worked on. She's going back again tomorrow morning. I, I went, went to the lunch. I went to the dentist today, but it's just for a cleaning. Hmm. Work on that grill. Yep, I meant to ask them. Meant to ask them about uh, getting the teeth whitened, but um, I wasn't with my normal dentist. And uh, the lady one I was with, she seemed a little busy. So I'm back in July. So maybe I'll get it done then. What about those implanted diamonds on your fangs? There, no, get them polished up. No, I'm going to get those taken off. They're rubbing my inside of my mouth raw. <laughs> Much like yeah. when you get braces first put on. I remember when I got my braces put on, 
they gave me or I bought some kind of like a wax you could put on the outside of your braces ah. so that they wouldn't rub your inner lip raw. It'd be like, <laughs> you just take a little piece of like wax and like, it'd be okay if you could swallow it or whatever. Right. Cause it eventually wears off and just, you dab it on to the outer part of the brace, wherever you'd be getting like a sore in your mouth. I don't think, I don't think they do that nowadays. Probably not. When was that back in the what? Oh, the 1600s probably. (laughs) Wow. That was great. That was grade eight for me. Great time to have braces. Grade eight. Grade eight. Yeah. Well, as you know, the, we just installed braces on the big kid and, uh, that's, that's something else. Let me tell you, that's, uh, something for the pocketbook. Benefits cover, uh, I had to bump up my benefits to a higher level. And uh, so now it covers, I don't know what it is. Is it 50% up to 2000 or something? Yeah, it's really cheap. So you end up paying quite a bit out of your pocket, although you can coordinate benefits, of course, with your spouse. And then our benefits also have this, uh, we have this other little fund where they put in a little bit of, I don't know, like health spending fund money. So if you have a service that's not covered under your regular benefits, you can dip into this other little account uh, for those services like chiropractor or something like that. If that happens to not be covered or used it all up, you can dip into your little side account that they give you. Now there's normally not a ton in there. Like I think you start with 200 and you can build it up if you don't use it. I think I had like 600 in there. So that's gone instantly with these braces bills. And it's funny when you go in there for the, uh, for the setup or the, the consult on what's going to happen. They lay it out. They're like, yeah, this appointment, um, you know, where we're taking x-rays, that'll be 800. And then the next appointment, when we uh, install the braces, that's going to be, uh, that'll be 1400 and then, uh, you know, we'll get into regular payments after that. La da 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 da. It'll be $5,000. It just, you just came up with a perfectly round number at 5,000. How does that break down? Mm-hmm. Or are we just, uh, throwing darts at a wall here? Nah, I'm feeling five, maybe six, nah, five. So that's what we're looking at. We're, I think it's the five grand mark. Although first consultation, it was, I think it was seven grand. It somehow went down when, after they installed it. So that's where all my money's going. Yeah. I think my braces were, I remember like the amount of like around two or 2,500 seemed to be what they cost. <clears throat> where do they come up with this round number from? crazy there's no breakdown on the bill it's just boom five thousand be nice if they cap it at some point i think i do believe if if we need adjustments or or anything after the fact like it doesn't go up after that fee you're like uh, you've signed the deal with them and that gets it done i don't think they can go over that Mm. so at least there's that but did they give her a timeline of how long she has to wear them? Yeah, I think it's uh, 18 months. 
she's in grade seven. And, uh, but she wanted them on as soon as she could, but we were waiting for one last baby tooth to go. So, so there you go. Uh, that's the racket to get into. That's where the bucks are. Let me tell you. And of course the main guy, you know, the guy whose name is on the door, it's not like he's ever getting his hands dirty. He just comes in and takes a peek every now and again, how, uh, all the, uh, the people are working, you know, it's not like he's got his fingers in the mouths. So that's a good racket. He's got his finger somewhere else. <laughs> it's a cool little office though. You know, he's got, uh, this little, uh, he's got like a fake wall set up where the littlest kids can go in behind this wall into these cubby holes where there's coloring, coloring areas, desks in behind these walls, like a cave. And there's, uh, it's GameCubes, but he does have three GameCubes set up with wireless headphones We're in the waiting area. You can put those on. One of the games is Mario Sunshine, though. What are they thinking? I'll drive people nuts before they get their braces tightened. <sighs> you know, that's cool. Yeah. So we should talk about when I did leave you alone at work for a bit, you got yourself in trouble on Twitter a little bit. You, um, what are you talking about? You opened up your trench coat to the world and let everyone see your goodies. And, uh, everyone proceeded to, uh, kick you in the balls, take a few shots here and there. Right. You have to, <laughs> you have to refresh my memory and tell me what we're talking about here. Of course. We all know how well you work Twitter. What was going on? Oh, our good buddy, Kevin over at buried on Mars chimed in about oh. you trying to get a dark tower poster at a cousin Luke. And Kevin's like, look at, I can probably guess that Joe's not a real dark towers fan. Listen, dark tower. You don't, you don't <laughs> and you don't have to buy every single dark tower piece of book memorabilia to be a fan, but the trilogy, right? <laughs> well, the, it was originally a trilogy and then he continued on with, uh, originally it was the one book and then he took like 20 years to write book two and three mm. and then he had like a little bit of a break and then they came out with, uh, the song of Susanna or something. And then there was uh, book five. So, you know, it was Kevin just trying to push buttons like always. <laughs> <laughs> well, you thought you could go toe to toe with Kevin on Twitter and you know that he can go all day and all night <laughs> without taking a break. So he, he posted a picture of his, uh, collection, the dark tower collection, all the Stephen King books. And, uh, then you, I don't know what happened in a moment of drunkenness at home. You took a full shot of your bookshelves, which just left you open for, uh, anything for a world of hurt. Dude. <laughs> I'm proud of my vampire books. I like vampires. Sorry. I like the even uh, I like the Twilight books. Even the nicest guy on Twitter, cousin Luke, had to take a shot at that book collection of yours. Like my God, the Anne Rice just—it slaps you in the in the face. The amount of it. He's got like uh, Anne Rice he's is got, fucking awesome. He's got woven uh, rose petals all over the top of the Anne Rice books and little beads and colorful flowers and then beside that i didn't even notice that at first because the Anne rice was so overpowering but beside that is the massive twilight collection 
So everyone started jumping on you for that. Well, it's and no collection. It's, I got the four books. Look at those things. But no one failed to mention my uh, my original Salem's Lot uh, double VHS cassettes that I got there. Uh, my historian book, my Guillermo del Toro strain book. Who? You know who it is, Guillermo. <laughs> Guillermo del Toro. True fan here, folks. So, fuck you guys. <laughs> Everyone was going, okay. He and then wants he, to and show he shows me his fucking book. stupid Stephen King collection, which is fucking boring as hell. Where is your Stephen King collection that you were trying to show people? I was we didn't get it. What did my tweet say? I don't remember which row of books I put it behind because my oh. books are double stacked out. Wow, that was <laughs> that was a well conceived tweet. Yeah. And anyways, this was you wanted to get your uh, Twitter impressions up. This little thread did it because everyone wanted to jump on and comment over your book collection. And then you made this crazy remark how. Um, you should throw away all your Stephen King books except for The Stand and It? Yeah. What? What the fuck's he keeping Stephen King books for? The goddamn boring half of them. Boring? Yeah. And you picked his two largest books to keep. Who cares what the size is? Well, wouldn't one consider them boring? No. You think the stand and it is boring? No, I, I loved uh, the stand. Well, from the it was it was uh, was okay, but man, I what remember. Are gonna, what are you going to keep? Cujo, the Running Man. Holy fuck, dude! I remember when I first got into Stephen King, like uh, Firestarter and Carrie, Christine, Misery, man, Tommy Knockers. All those books blew me away one one after another. You you can't agree with that? Yeah, they're good books too. I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> you well, told me to throw them out. How many letters uh, are you allowed to type in Twitter? Okay, here we go to the to the character limitations of Twitter. Yeah, hmm. yeah and I was doing other shit, and you were doing. I'm getting into a fucking book war. God damn, I got better things to do. <laughs> you try. I you try shit. You can't go toe to toe with Kevin. He's not gonna try to go court. toe to toe because I got better things to do. Look at listen, Trump. Once you start on the Twitter, you gotta be able to back it up. So I backed it up perfectly. <laughs> well, tell me about your early uh early days with Stephen King. What was your first book that got you going in him? I don't remember. What age were you, do you think it was? Don't remember. I can't remember that stuff, dude. <laughs> well, well, honest, did, it may have been actually the, the first Dark Tower book. What was that? What is this noise? What noise? Me breathing? You're ripping something. Not doing anything. Okay. Um, but yeah, I do. You know what? I do remember. I watched all the whatever like TV movies they put out. I certainly watched all of those. Well, that's what that was my next question. Do you think you were led into Stephen King via the movies, or did someone turn you onto the books? Hmm. I'm gonna say I saw a movie first. 
I can't remember what made me turn into the Dark Tower one. It may have been uh, a friend or somebody like that. Don't remember. Man, but I've, I... I've, I've, I've stopped reading his stuff a long time ago. Stopped caring about it, too. My first, uh, well, the only Dark Tower I read, I think, was like the third one in the series or something weird. I think it was called Drawing of the Three. And uh, it was cool. I meant to keep going with it, but never did. And then, like you, uh, I think. Drawing of the Three, is that the one when they enter like the haunted house that tries to kill them? Oh, God, I don't remember. He wakes up on a beach or something. And he has an infection in his arm and he has to find aspirin or something like that. Uh, it's been like many, many years. Yeah. I would mind going back to read them, um, especially with the movie coming out. I'm really excited about that. I hope they do a good job. Yeah. Cool if, uh, is there any talk of them making like a trilogy of the movie or anything like that? I don't know. I haven't looked into it. In fact, I completely forgot they were coming out cinematically until uh, brought up that poster. So, yeah, no, I was big into him, and uh, I don't know why I stopped. I think I got into Michael Crichton after that, and then I kind of thought I was uh, uh, too intellectual to go back to Stephen King after mm-hmm. Michael Crichton. And I you, think a you, lot of it, I think a lot of it too was it was the time period when he came out that there really wasn't movie wise or whatever really good horror material out there. And he seemed to be like the one who, at least at that time was like creative enough to, to come out with, you know, stories that like you couldn't think of. And that would actually be physically scary if you ever came across in real life. And then as movies have progressed and technology progressed for me, it just, it seemed like his imagination just couldn't keep up in my opinion. I don't know. Like what's the last book of his that you found to be sort of like, uh, you know, psychologically scary to you. What are, what are you jingling with? Jingling balls all over the place. It's having uh, jelly beans. Oh my God. Can, can you get a hold of yourself? Like really? I'm trying to think of, uh, what'd you say? What was the last thing I read of his? Yeah. Or that you found to be like, you know, scarier. Uh, I don't know. I'm having a hard time pulling up everything. I think the last book I actually read of his was Tommy knockers. I think, I don't know if that chronologically where that fits in to his releases, but uh, at some point I just got into uh, Michael Crichton and that was it from there. But uh, yeah, you just go through his list from uh, the nineties and I don't know any of these books, really the two thousands. I don't know any of these books. I guess I'm, uh, I'm with the classics, the old stuff. Definitely Firestarter. I love Firestarter. The book was so good. You know, I like talking the, about I like the, the government the shop, you know, everyone works for the shop. Yeah. The, the movie was the movie was awesome. George C. Scott. Mm. Um 
and those uh, psychokinesis uh, storylines. I love that stuff. And, uh, you know, the dead zone, mm-hmm. Christopher Walken, which is like, uh, to me, Trump really resembles um, Martin Sheen's character in the dead zone. You know, because uh, Christopher Walken foresees this presidential candidate that's really charismatic and everyone loves him, but he can foresee that he's going to draw the end of the world. So he has to, he gets it in his head that he has to kill him. Hello, you remember that? Yep. <laughs> Sorry, I did. <laughs> Sorry. I'm counting my jelly beans. I see a red one. You're traveling off into Fandango land. Holy geez. Oh, man. Did well, I, did read, I did read Dreamcatcher, though. That was a later one. That's the last one of his that I bought. I started reading it, and probably got a couple chapters in, and then just, I think I ended up giving it away. Yeah, I, I will say that. That did get a little slow for me. Uh, what's, what's the one God, I'm trying to think of the one where the author, uh, it's not misery, but the author puts to bed one of his characters and that fictional character kind of somehow comes to life and starts killing people. Mm, I, think that was, I think that was one of the last ones too. What the hell is that one? Yell at your radio people. I can't hear you. What was the name of that? It's one of his famous books. Use uh, use your phone. I am. It is giving me nothing. It's a pain in the neck. Wow. I remember he smoked Paul Malls when he uh, when he uh, when he wrote this character. He had to smoke Paul Malls, which is a little bit of trivia in my back history. A Paul Mall was the first cigarette I ever tried. If you can believe that, one of the harshest, heaviest duty American kick in the butt smokes ever. And uh, that was like one of my first smokes as a kid <laughs> that knocked me off my feet. Holy smokes. Filterless, by the way. Whew. I've never heard of that brand. Paul Mall. Anyway, I think that's enough of that topic. Oh, okay. So you were just, uh, you didn't have anything more to say about it to defend yourself and no, because there's nothing to defend. <laughs> if I didn't like the book that I have, if I didn't like the, the books that I have on my shelves, they wouldn't be there. I would have got rid of them. I think you should get some more Stephen King books up there, the classics. Well, as I was reorganizing my shelves, I did come across my, uh, my TV God collection that I had put behind one of the rows of books. We have to do a little photo shoot on that, I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> collection spotlight on yeah. the TV guide collection. Yeah. I don't have that many. I only got like maybe 20 or 30. Well, if it goes anything like our last collection spotlight video, the one on the press kits, uh, I don't know if it's worth doing it. Cause nobody wanted to watch that. What a kick in the pants that video was. Well, does that discourage you? Uh, it does. How does that, how does that make you feel? Yeah, it discourages me from going outside of our regular little pickup videos because no it, one. How does it make you feel, though? What? How does I that just, make you feel? I just I told you. Do you want to stop? 
doing your, your little videos? My little videos? Yeah. No, I think I it makes me want to do, uh, come up with something better. Although I can't put the work in to do anything better. But what are you getting at? Are you saying there should be no content on our channel? Is that what you're saying? I'm not getting to this argument with you. <laughs> well, I would love to hear why you would support that. Well, I'm just saying it. That's not what I said. I just, I was asking you how it made you feel like, does it make you feel like hmm, maybe it's just not worth doing them at all? Or is it? Cause the amount of time that I remember, I'm the one that edited that one together. Yeah. So how do you think that makes me feel? <laughs> People, how do you think you're making Joe feel? I know it's ridiculous. So one time we put a little bit of effort into, uh, into a video and uh, just, no one, no one ran to it, but our next pickup video uh, went off like gangbusters again. I think people just like our interaction together. Mm. You know what I, I mean? I was, I was rather funny on that last pickup video. Yeah. You're, you're riotous. People should check that out. He's, uh, you said something, what something about back pain or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know, but I have a boatload of pickups for the next video. Uh, friggin' boatload, let hmm. me tell you. And unlike you, who keeps shooting his load all over Twitter and social media every time he picks up a single game. Well, that's uh, just it, though. It's like one game or two. Yeah, so keep them together. Keep them close to the chest until you're ready for a video. That way people want to see them in the video. And then how do I expand my Twitter and Instagram account? By being your regular outrageous self, like the whole Stephen King rant. Engaging in conversation. That's a lot of effort. Engaging in conversation. There lies the quandary. All the effort that must go into it effort yeah of course uh so these pickups is value village again this value village man it's it's uh it's the beginning of the year uh as you know we donate what we can to them to get 30 percent off cards right the last time you brought in a bunch of stuff and they wouldn't even give you 30 percent off they gave you a 15 percent off it's like for every grocery bag of merchandise they'll give you a five percent off stamp and you can build it towards 30 percent off and you got 15 percent off i loaded up my trunk full of stuff trunk full uh laptop dvd players vcrs remote controls power supply to an old computer uh all kinds of gear uh, the first time I go there, they have so many donations. It's filled the entire parking lot, all the donations. I can't bring it in fast enough. This must be after Christmas what happens. So I couldn't even get in there. The next time I tried, again, it was lined up. At least all the stuff was inside, but it was still lined up to donate your stuff. So I didn't even bother. The next time I'm able to get in there, I hand her my stuff. And, uh, she's about to close the door. Hey, uh, I'll take, uh, one of those donation cards. If you got them, she's like, oh, you know what? We haven't been shipped ours for this year yet. So we're not giving any out. I'm like, hmm, 
Well, I don't think uh, I'll be giving those donations. And <laughs> can you give them back to me? So I took the donations back and put them <laughs> in my trunk. Because what's the point of me doing it if she's not going to give me a card? I can't even freaking believe it. And I was so angry because I ended up going in there and I spent like 60 bucks in merchandise and I didn't have a 30% off card. I was so angry. However, I went back again today and this time en route, I called them uh, to see if they had donation cards because I didn't want to go through that mess again. It's what, January 11th. Uh, She says... No, we don't have donation cards yet, but we're photocopying ones and we're giving out photocopies instead. <laughs> so after I donated all that stuff, she gave me, I had to ask for it again. And she gave me a photocopied little sheet of paper for the 30% off. Now, if I was dishonest, I should have went and photocopied that card a few, uh, a few 50 times, right? However, I'm not like that. Am I? So I didn't do that, but I did use it up right away today. Again, another like 50 bucks worth of stuff. And I'd use uh, the 30% off card instantly. Hmm. So lots of pickups coming. The one thing I can tell you, I'd found a, uh, an antique uh, drum style end table, you know, an occasional table, maybe it's called. Um, mahogany finish in the style of Duncan Fife. And it was, uh, it's stamped on the bottom Mersman furniture, uh, with its model number. It uses like slotted screws to attach together. So it definitely has some age to it. And, uh, yeah, so they put that out on the floor for like 10 bucks. So I grabbed that up and I'm trying to uh, flip it as we speak. I won't make a ton off it. Maybe I'll make 20 bucks or 30 bucks off it, but that's the one thing I can tell you I grabbed. Yeah. I ended up burning two 30% cards off in one day. How'd you get two already? Well, I had one already. And then I went, I went to one location and decided to burn it there because I figured my other one wouldn't have uh, anything worthwhile. And then I go to the other one and of course they've got stuff. And even more than what I bought at the first location. So I had to take what I had. I hid it, <laughs> went out to my car, did the uh, donations, managed to snag enough for a 30% card, went back in, pulled my stuff out from hiding and uh, paid for it. So I'm just trying to build up enough now to uh, grab another 30% card. You must have had a ton of donations to have two cards ready to go. Or was one of those your 15% off card? Oh, sorry. One was the 15%. That's what it was. Mm. That was the one I used first. That's right. Where are you getting all these donations from? Uh, Just throwing stuff out. Just throwing stuff out, eh? Hmm. Cleaning shop. Cleaning shop. Interesting. I'm sure there's more of a story there, but... We'll get to it one day. Right? Where, where are you getting all your stuff from? <laughs> and where's all this spending money yours coming from? Oh, is the slush uh, fund still going? No, it's uh, it's on credit, man. It's free. 
on credit. It's free. Oh, that's true. It's free that's money, true. isn't it? Yep. Hundred percent. Uh, like I said, I'm trying to flip that table. I am using. I don't know if you've seen the ads for them on television all the time. Let go. Yep. The, the let go app. I did try them out and uh, I had instant success with zero pain in the necks that I normally get from Kijiji. I don't know if it's because most people sign in using their Facebook. So there's actual names and like phone numbers associated. Like people are more accountable than what you are on Kijiji where you can just throw in any email address and any name and say whatever you want. I never got trolled for like e email addresses. Like, uh, I'm interested in your item. Please email me back if it's still available. None, nothing like that. I put out a, uh, what the hell was it? I sold, um, I thought you sold like, wasn't it a game system or something? Yeah, it was a game system. I can't remember what one. Uh, wasn't the Genesis. That's up now. It was, what I have in the middle? Why are you selling all this stuff? Uh, they're all extras. Anyways, I had it up. The guy uh, wrote me, and you, you talk right through the app, through notifications on the app, like a chat window. And he didn't even dicker, gave me a time. He showed up exactly on time and away you go. And uh, even through that app, you can leave reviews on people kind of like eBay. So I don't know if it's because you're more accountable. People are more uh, straightforward. There's no jerking around. Uh, it was great. And it's really easy to throw ads up. You don't even have to put a description. If you're super lazy, all you have to do is take a photo and that's it. You can leave it like that. Just be part of their photo stream. Or you can add a title and description if you want. You don't need to pick a category. Whatever. And uh, yeah, the notification system just seems to make it really fluid. As soon as you ask someone a question, they answer right back right away. And there's even hot buttons. If you don't, if you're too lazy to even type, you know, your question, there's like hot buttons with predetermined questions. Like how low will you go? Or is this still available? Those kind of questions. Pretty cool. Let go. Give that a try. Yeah. You seem to have a bit of a, some success with selling online. You certainly have more patience than I do. Uh, oh, well, I wanted to talk about that Capcom collection. I purchased off eBay. What'd you buy? It was uh, the Capcom Collection Volume 2 for Xbox. And, you bought uh, that I, off eBay? I, no. Did I say eBay? Yeah. No. No, I didn't say eBay. I said yeah. Kijiji. No, you said eBay. I said Kijiji. Um, okay, it was an N64 system. It was an N64 system I sold on LetGo. Because I... I had one of these value village trips. I was originally just selling this N64 system. And then uh, last week at a value village, I got two controllers. Was that in our last pickup video? I don't know. Probably not. So I found two gray controllers for five bucks each at value village. So I picked them up. Uh, one of them had a memory card. So I started creating this uh, 
this console combo, two controllers, the console memory card. And I had uh, Mario 64 that I'd picked up from value village uh, quite a few weeks ago for, I don't know, 15 bucks or something. So I put all that together for a uh, hundred bucks and the guy uh, didn't even dicker with me and it sold within 10 hours of listing. So that was cool. Anyways, the Capcom collection was on Kijiji and uh, I'm trying to call up the email stream as we go along. I, I'm really hesitant nowadays to even uh, talk to, to make uh, approach people on Kijiji about buying their stuff because just everyone is a dummy out there. It's just rot with uh, no one answers and one word answers and confusion and it seems like everyone's a dummy and everyone's super lazy. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Well, how many times have you uh, asked about a Kijiji ad and they just never get back to you? <clears throat> yeah, quite a few times. My, the, for me, the most frustrating thing is when you list an item and then you get these dummies that ask you the questions that you have listed, the answers already in your initial uh, ad description. If this item is still up, it is available. You have the price in there and someone asks you, how much does this cost? <laughs> yeah. What does this come with other than what I'm showing you in the freaking picture? Uh, so this guy's name was apparently Scotty. Too hotty. And Scotty. Uh, yeah, he had this Capcom collection volume two on Kijiji for 10 bucks. So I'm like, I, I gotta, I gotta make a shot at that one. So I, uh, send a message to him saying I'm available and I can pick it up tomorrow morning. No problem for your asking price. And he gets back to me sometime later. He goes, you know, it's actually selling for 15 now. And, uh, that's only if this other person doesn't show up tonight. I'm like, what? It's funny. The price just went up. That's interesting. So I wrote him back and said, you know what? I'm not going to worry about it. Thanks. Anyways. I appreciate you getting back to me. Uh, you can uh, hope good luck with the guy tonight. I'm not, not going 15. And so that sure enough, he's like, yeah, okay. I'll let you know if the guy doesn't show up anyways, the next day or later that night, I don't remember when he emails me, uh, you still want the game for 10 bucks price went back down 10 bucks. I guess all of his business must've dried up that night. So I emailed him back. Sure do. If the manual, if you got the manual and it's not scratched up, let's do it. And I send him my uh, mobile number so we can start texting instead of uh, this email business. So then I move on to the text messages. Uh, I make plans to meet him. Here we go. Burr, burr, burr. I ask him uh, when he's able to meet to get the game. And uh, I said out tonight. Oh, that was during a, we had a crazy snowstorm. So I said, you know what? I'd make it out tonight, but the roads are a mess. It'd be an hour for me to get to where you are. So let's do it in the morning. What time do you prefer? So he writes back. It's up to you. I'm like, okay. Uh, 
give me your address and I'll be there whenever you want in the morning. Cause I'm wide open in the morning. Just name your time, buddy. I'll be there. Whatever time you want, name your time. Uh, so he gives me his address and then he says, just give me your text before you're on your way. Hey, he doesn't want to give me a time. So I, I'm like, whatever. Okay. Sure thing. I think I'm dealing with like an adult here in my head that he must be around all day and working away in the morning or something. And whenever I show up, he'll just give me the thing. So that morning I, uh, didn't rush things around 10 in the morning. I finally got my act together and headed out and I texted him. Uh, I'll be, I'm 15 minutes away. No answer. I'd already left the house when I said, I'll be, I'm 15 minutes away, by the way. Then I'm at his house, which turned out to be an apartment building. So there's a bit of a red flag for me. I text him again, exactly 15 minutes later. Hey, I'm out front. Then guess what? Guess how long I had to wait for a reply as I'm out front of this apartment building. I'll say 20 minutes. <laughs> it seemed like that. Okay. Maybe I'm blowing this out of proportion. It was, uh, 13 minutes later. Huh. He replies, okay, I'll be down in five. So obviously this, this guy was still asleep. And then he's, uh, <laughs> three minutes later, I'm still waiting, right? Three minutes later, he texts again. Are you coming for sure? Like what? So I text him back. I'm like, I'm in your lobby. Let's go. <laughs> and he writes back a minute later. Okay. I'm on my way down. Now it's an, an apartment building where you walk into the lobby and then it's got the big doors to get you beyond right. inside. Right. Right. So I'm in the outside lobby. I didn't buzz myself in or anything. I'm just waiting there. And, uh, you know, another five minutes later, I get another text from the guy. Yeah, where are you? <laughs> like, what? I'm, I'm in the, I'm right. I couldn't be any more present. And that's when he finally peeked in and saw me in the lobby. I was like, dude. So of course it was like some stoner guy. eh? And, uh, yeah, the switch was made nice. and I left, but what a pain in my neck, right? All that for one game. Come on. Not We're all it. good on you. Please. <laughs> what a pain in my neck. I can't believe these guys. Uh, again, I thought I was dealing with a, with a grown up, with an adult the whole time. Who's, uh, who's rational and deals with time in a professional manner. But this is what you get in Kijiji land. So that's why I'm even hesitant to buy stuff on Kijiji now. It's just, it's, everything's a hassle. I don't, I don't think I want to leave my house anymore. Every time I've tried to buy something off of Kijiji in the past little while, I've always been beaten to the punch. That's my frustration with it. Absolutely. hundred percent. That happens guaranteed. You got all kinds of guys out there who set up RSS feeds and get alerts to their phone in their pocket. The instant something cool might come up, Derek, I'm looking in your direction and that's cool. That's cool. But, uh, you know, I like more hunting manually. You know, having the fun of scoping stuff out rather than a computer telling me when my stuff is there. But yeah, if you see something cool and send out an email, chances are it's already been spoken for instantly. 
especially in your built-up urban area, right? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's why I just try not to even bother with that stuff anymore. I give up. Unless I come across it in the wild somehow. I'm sort of giving up on things. Well, in the thrift stores, it's all we're all on an even pace, you know, it's all luck of the draw. So except we're at the mercy of the thrift stores and their prices. We're at the mercy of the thrift store, yeah. Absolutely. All right, so that was my big story. You got anything else for me? Well, I haven't done anything since I last saw you. Oh, good times. Good story. That's why we people... Had, uh, <laughs> I was going to ask you, how did you survive that freaking windstorm we had last <laughs> night? Yeah, I was wild. I was sleeping. And it must have been about 2 in the morning... The wind woke me up and I hear this metal moving around because our, our bedroom window is directly above our little, uh, walkout deck thing. The lanai? The what? The lanai? I don't know what that is. (laughs) So, um, I hear this metal scraping outside the window. What is that? And all of a sudden, this huge metal crash. I go, oh, I know what that is now. So I hurry downstairs. The wind had blown the barbecue over. It literally tipped the barbecue over. It's happened once before, too. So that's why I instantaneously knew what it was. So I put my shoes on. I'm outside in just my shoes and my underwear. In the middle of that windstorm, freezing. (laughs) <laughs> trying to heave the barbecue back up, trying to find all the pieces that had, because in the, and when it had tipped over, one of the grates flew out, the um, the little triangle pieces that go over the uh, the gas flame pipes, mm-hmm. those had all flown out. The little uh, side side stove burner piece had flown out. Fucking grease everywhere. Oh. So I start hunting around out there and it's just like, forget it. I'll do it in the morning. God damn it. That was windy. So you were out there, slipped on some shoes and just your like bikini bottom shorts on. Yeah. And hairless as God ever intended. The right? moonlight was sh- shining and glistening <laughs> off my body. <laughs> what a sight that I do have been. Wow. So. That was my night. Found a couple of shingles blown off. I don't know if they're from our roof or from someone else's roof. And then we got people have all their Christmas trees out because they still haven't been collected yet. Wow. And uh, they had, some of them had, had blown all over the neighborhood. <laughs> Fucking great. So I'm out there cleaning up Christmas trees too. You were out cleaning everyone's Christmas tree. Well, during the day, yeah, not at nighttime. I was in my gitch. What a maniac. So, you got to keep the neighborhood clean, man. Um, Should we complain about Musty not posting his pickup videos anymore? Or has he corrected that problem? Hmm. 
Well, let's see. Musty had like a, uh, a welcome to the new year kind of channel update video where he hinted at stopping doing pickup videos. Is right. that the gist of it? That, that was, was in there. It. That was, I, I believe I spewed my anger about that in your direction at work. Yeah. You got angry, man. And you probably directed your anger towards the, the Tuesday night hangout as well, because Musty's like, look at, I, I put the pickups on the Tuesday night hangout hangout. So why, why do I want to do another video after that? Yeah. Cause not everybody watches the Tuesday night hangout. You mean not everybody watches a seven hour program? Not everybody. I know you do. Yeah, I do. That's part of my job. Apparently is to watch it and then tell you every time your name is mentioned. You do a great job on that. Joe perks up when he hears his name's been mentioned. People, let me tell you. Don't believe Bill. <laughs> but yeah, and I think their Tuesday night hangout is having technical issues with the YouTube feed anyway. So I don't think everyone has access to it uh, for the most part. So come on, Musty, let's keep those pickups coming. How do you not have access to the YouTube? I, I don't know. Some way they're setting up their hangout at the YouTube cacks out. Something happens. Something goes on. It's like, we might have to figure out a new way of doing this at some point. Cause I don't know how long this is going to work for. Although it's been pretty rock steady so far tonight. <clears throat> yeah. We were supposed to get rain tonight. So I figured I was kind of hoping that would wait till after it doesn't uh, affect communication lines. Or something goes down. They canceled the buses today. Can you believe that? For what reason? Well, it was raining last night and I guess, you know, it got below freezing. So they just canceled the buses. Meanwhile, when you get up and go out your door at eight in the morning, it's like you canceled the buses for sunlight because it's beautiful sunlight out. And as long as the roads were sanded, it was fine, but hmm. they canceled all the buses. So that was a nice fight I had with the big kid, whether or not she was going to go to school or not. And in the end, uh, did she go to school? I ended up losing that fight, but oh. I'll get her next time. You're a pushover. How do you lose that fight? I, I don't know. Well, when what was uh, your reasoning? my friends aren't going to be there. Yeah, that's probably it. Well, fuck your friends. You're going. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile. So she says she's not going. Meanwhile, the little kids like, well, I guess, uh, cause your sister's not going, you're going to have a snow day too. She's like, no, I want to go to school. Tears start rolling down the face. I'm going to school and <laughs> the other kid doesn't want to go to school. <sighs> so, well, I guess one kid's going and one kid's not going. So I took the little kid to school today. The second time I've sent her to school on a snow day. Cause she loves school, senior kindergarten. What's not to love. The first time I sent her to school on a snow day, they ended up calling me to bring her home early because the snowstorm got worse and worse and worse. And all the teachers wanted to leave early. So I had to get, pick her up anyways, early from school that day. Today I get a phone call around noon saying, come get your kid. She's complaining about an earache. So I had to pull her out today anyways, because she had an earache. It's like, yeah. And 
what's the problem? But uh, any kind of, you know, sickness or something, they will, they will send the kid home. So luckily I was around. They never did that when we were in school, huh? <laughs> Chicken pox, Jeez. you can still come to school, no problem. So I'm like, well, she was in a pool the other day. I, I thought, you know, she just had some water in her ear. I don't really think it's an ear infection. I don't uh, like, what do I do tomorrow? Do what if she, she has an earache again tomorrow? I'm talking to the teacher and she's like, mm, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I'm like, well, can I send some Advil or something just in case like two Advils, boom, problem solved. She's like, no, well, we can't administer any kind of medication. I don't know what you're, what you want us to do. <laughs> like, I don't know what you want me to do. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I got thrifting Thanks. I got to do. <laughs> I can't be running back That's and true. forth to pick up my daughter from school if she's sick when I got thrifting. She got a little, little earache. Come on. It's nothing. Tell her to suck it up. So you don't tell anybody if you're not feeling good. Daddy's got uh, thirsty. That, that will be the speech tomorrow morning because I, obviously, you know what happened when I picked her up today. She said her ear was fine. No, of course. I'm I'm like, how's your your ear hurts? So yeah, no, it's okay. Like, oh geez. Great. It, it was hurting before? Yeah, I guess it hurt a little bit, but it's okay now. I mean, oh my god. Okay, let's go to the dentist and get your teeth drilled. <laughs> <laughs> Two days in a row. That kid's a champ, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Meanwhile, I sent that picture out so you could take note. How your kid should be behaving at the dentist. Listen, my my two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old came with me today and sat in the chair perfectly quiet while I got my teeth cleaned and did not utter a peep. And you had her in a bear hug the whole time again? Or? Oh, no, she was in her own chair. Good. But she won't have anybody look at her teeth. No. <laughs> <sighs> Well, you just have to convince her, talk to her, you know, I do convince talk, her like that I, it's fun. I talk to, I do. I talk to them like an adult. You do. You've told them that they don't want to watch 3d movies because they wouldn't like well, glasses. They on don't even head. know what 3d movies. Are. I told <laughs> you that they wouldn't like it because they would, we'd go to the 3d movie, pay the extra money for it. Go well, here. Oh, you got to put these on to actually see the movie. Yeah. And they would be like, and kids are like, yes, no. give me that on my head. They would be like, I don't want to wear this. I'm tired of wearing this. And then take it off and they go, mommy, daddy, I can't see the movie. Let's go home. <laughs> no way, man. Even at the dentist office, uh, the assistant's like, and here's some special glasses. So this, so the light doesn't hurt your eye. She's like, yes, put them on me instantly. Kids love putting glasses on. They love it. Anywho, speaking of uh, talking about movies, entertainment, before time runs out here, I want to get some uh, some big-time TV news out, which I hope is false. Hopefully this isn't true. It's been reported that TBS's Conan will be shrinking from four hours to only one hour per week. That is what the Turner Broadcasting CEO, John Martin, told... Uh, some organization, I think it's called the rap at uh, CES. He just kind of flippantly said, 
Oh, yeah. No, Conan's going down to one night a week. Now. Yeah, but I know why. Now, the rest of TBS denies this. So uh, it's uncertain when that kind of transition would ever happen. But the TBS president, Kevin Riley, quickly uh, said at this time, we have no plans to change the format or frequency of Conan's extremely popular TBS show. You tell me why that's happening. I want to hear your take. Well, I heard that that incredibly lame segment that he does about the uh, old man gamer doesn't know what he's doing. They're actually making that into uh are they making that into a TV show or just an online thing? Yeah, that was part two of this story was clueless gamer segment. will get its own show on TBS, uh, not hosted by Conan, but he will produce it. Hmm. So it is weird how they're green lighting his shows, but they want to cut him back. Now he's in the twilight of his contract. I think he's at the end of a five-year deal or something like that. So uh, I think everyone's looking forward to the next contract. The rumor is that <clears throat> they want to move him to more spearhead uh, online. Like you'll watch him online first and maybe uh, the one hour a week will be a compilation of all of his online stuff. So they want to draw his uh, viewership to TBS online, I guess. Hmm. But in the wake of that is another big rumor coming out that YouTube is in talks with Conan O'Brien for him to uh, spearhead a big movement towards, you know, their red tube, their premium yep. version of YouTube. Yep. There's a par- uh, apparently they're in talks with him to do some sort of, programming specifically for red tube to drive viewership there. So lots of rumors coming out from Conan. Hmm. Everyone wants him because he's the greatest. Or is it he's, he's being pushed even further out of the limelight than normal. Now, now he's not even going to be on TV. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Like what else has TBS got going for him that they'd want to push off his, you know, four day a week show. doesn't make sense. You know, push him back to one hour, but still keep him on the payroll. doesn't, he's not going to take a pay cut. He'll just leave. You know, he's got to uh, feel ownership of his own programming. So, you know, you're not going to push him around. He'll just leave. That's all the Conan stories. Do you like that? Yeah, that's bring, right. Bring a little Conan to the mix. Also, finally, I want to also say, um, I did finish man in the high castle season two last week. Spectacular as I thought it would be. Uh, you could find this on Amazon prime in Canada. <laughs> they totally didn't release season two to us, Amazon prime subscribers in Canada, there's some kind of glitch or something. If you went to, uh, the prime channel in Canada, it was just season one available. 
However, if you just went to Amazon.com and went through that portal, you could get to season two as a Prime member. So that's how I, I was able to watch it all. Really good. I didn't know where it was going, but it was a nice, uh, a nice story arc and things ended nicely. It's not like it's a giant cliffhanger that, you know, will drive you insane. There is a little bit of a cliffhanger obviously, but it was a nice, uh, set story that went over, I guess the 10 episodes. Can't recommend that enough. Man in the high castle. <clears throat> I do have news that season three has already been renewed with a new showrunner. Uh, some guy called Eric Overmeyer will replace the original showrunner, uh, Frank Spotnitz, and he was the show creator. He left sometime in the middle of season two. And uh, Amazon is saying it's not over creative differences. It was a, ge a geographical thing. He lives in... France apparently and the show shoots in Vancouver and he couldn't handle whatever, all whatever it takes and living somewhere else and shooting the show. So he decided to leave the show and they did the rest of season two without a real showrunner. So they sorted that out and there'll be a new, uh, new guy in charge for season three. Now, uh, Spotnitz as the show creator, he'll still get the do re mi because you always see that money once you're, uh, once you get that first credit in any TV show, show creator. So you want that show creator. It's a good gig to have. Always get the money. Hmm. Hmm. Well, maybe one of these days I'll get around to watching it, but. Well, not, not anytime soon. Well, good work uh, with the introduction today, telling everybody who we are and. introducing the show you did a good job with that today well you didn't give me a chance to squeeze it in there i was going to say it when you uh started talking about conan but we just let it right out oh 45 minutes in yeah okay well let's take a minute now and you tell everybody our business and say a couple more things and then say goodbye i'm not prepared <laughs> How much talking do I got to do? Like, holy moly. Well, you're spewing off, so. I'm going full Kevin here on this one. All right. <laughs> well, if you guys like this episode, which is episode number 115, just remember, subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash start to continue. You can check out Bill on Twitter at STCPod. Check me out at AC Decepticon. Bookmark the website stcpod.com and listen to us on iTunes under the title search stcpod. And as always, if you like what we put out, you got to check out some other great podcasts, blogs, and videos from people in our community at cartridgeclub.org. Mm -hmm. Short and sweet. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, I had a bunch of listener questions, but uh, we're going to have to save them, I guess. Well, you know, you and me can go through them later this week and curate the best ones. Uh, mm. So I know what's happening and I can weed out the insane ones that you come up with. We could do that, right? I had two questions from uh, <laughs> player two. I had one question from Julian Vega. Hmm. Oh, 
next time. L E G I T, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I do want to uh, ask any of our listenership that's still with us at this moment to please, 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 please go over to the Cartridge Bros YouTube channel where they are currently rolling out an epic, monstrous, huge, giant video. The CC Cartridge Club Top 100 Video Games. Starting at 100 and counting all the way down to the top video game as contributed from members of the cartridge club. And so you're going to get not only the list, but you're going to get uh, personal anecdotes from uh, cartridge club members about each game as it goes along with video. And you're going to learn about a ton of games. You're going to see what you should be playing, what should be on your shelves. And it's presented in a fashion that is, Truly professional. Uh, Cartridge Bros really went all out on this one, and I can't, uh, I can't say enough about uh, the quality of this presentation. So definitely go check that out. Uh, CC one hashtag CC one hundred. Hello. Hey. Are you that? Are you that enthused over that? Yeah, I'll be checking it out myself. <sighs> uh, I can't wait to hear what Bill's contribution was to the CC one hundred. I, I, unfortunately, I, I, what I, 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 unfortunately, um, just save it, Bill. Just save it. <laughs> no one's going to believe you anyway. <laughs> I would have loved to have, uh, no one's going to believe your excuses. So just save it. Didn't you promise to contribute? Wasn't that? Mm, no, that was like a contract, a covenant. Mm. Actually, I did start and I threw my list away. Yeah, you started by looking up uh, other people's lists. I did not. <laughs> Where did you get off saying that shit? All right, calm down. Shirt's off. There, couldn't go one episode with those nipples. Oh, all right. I'm, all right. I'm dude. I'm tired. I was going to go play I'm some dude. Final Fantasy 15, but I had such a shitty sleep last night. Uh, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> wow okay right. so you have the artwork ready and you can post the episode this week hmm. just sign us off for, cri- for oh. Christ's sakes signing off guys what no. you want me to say it <laughs> I thought that would be good enough post and post <laughs> <laughs>